There's a force in all of us that science knows nothing about, the force of fear. Welcome everyone to Induced Fear. I'm your host Oscar and for this episode it is just going to be me and we're going to be talking about a haunted hotel here in Colorado named the Hotel Colorado. Now all of my info I'll be getting from the website itself, the hotel's website, and it is hotelcolorado.com and in this blog of ghost stories of the Hotel Colorado, if I'm not, I won't say Colorado that much after this, hopefully. But it states that the hotel opened its doors in 1893, and it was made to attract the wealthy and elite of this mining town that is or was Glenwood Springs. And this hotel was modeled after the luxurious hotels of Italy. It had a European-style spa, tennis courts, um a Victorian garden, a bird sanctuary, a uh, 185-foot fountain of water, water fountain, I mean, and then an indoor waterfall, which is crazy. Now, we'll let the cat scratch in the background. All right, done. But there's more to this impressive hotel than meets the eye. Some say that the Ute Indian tribes in the area had placed a curse on the land when they were kicked off of their land uh and some people also say that the ghosts of guests who have died in the hotel over the years still roam the halls in any case the history of of the haunted hotel is filled with stories that can just your your imagination can run wild with how many stories they get they start off by telling us about the hotel basement and it reads, the hotel's basement has played host to a fair, its fair share of surprising phenomenon over the years. To enthusiasts of the supernatural, these stories are hardly surprising. The hotel is very old, and the basement even served as a morgue when the hotel was a naval hospital during World War II. In 1993, a houseman named Dave was doing his nightly rounds in the basement when he saw an old woman peering into the basement window with her hands cupped around her face. The window well was quite deep and usually required a ladder to get into, so Dave, concerned that she might have fallen in and hurt herself, walked across the room to turn on the light switch, but when he turned back to the window, she was gone. At another time, a security guard named Richard was conducting nighttime a nighttime tour for about six people. The group was standing outside the office when the executive housekeeper heard two women talking and a typewriter clicking in the next room. When they looked into the room, there was no one there. Stranger still, there is no record of a typewriter ever being kept in that room. So, what was the clicking? It could have been anything, really. But I feel like... Maybe the sound of a typewriter is very distinct. You can definitely tell when it's a typewriter clicking rather than uh, the pipes clicking along the walls, maybe. I don't know. Next, 
we move to the main floor. On the main floor, a notable ghost named Bobby dates back to at least World War II. The story goes that she was a nurse in the Naval Hospital during World War II, and she was killed by a jealous lover and officer in the hotel. Uh, The rumor is they were shipped out to cover up their crimes, but the story was leaked to the local hospital workers. Over the years, Bobby had surfaced in a number of stories around the hotel, especially associated with the dining room around lunch and dinner. Guests and hotel workers have reported smelling a specific perfume trailing from Bobby's favorite table to the buffet line and then back. Some guests have have identified it as Gardenia, a perfume from the 30s and 40s uh, that's no longer in production. But perhaps the most famous ghost that Holmes that roams the hotel goes by the name of Walter. Walter is affectionately named after Walter Devereaux, the hotel's founder, and has been on numerous occasions around the hall and lobby during the evening. Walter's presence is marked by the unmistakable smell of cigar smoke, even though the hotel hasn't allowed smoking for years. But is Walter actually the ghost of someone else? Kathy Rippy Fleming, who has written ex- extensively about the supernatural oddities around the hotel, thinks that Walter might actually be the spirit of E.E. E. Lucas. Lucas came to work in the hotel as a controller in 1893 and took over as general manager in 1905, just before Teddy Roosevelt's visit. He visited this hotel. He bought the hotel in 1916 and kept it until his death in 1927 at which, which point his wife took over ownership until 1938, might Lucas have been more invested into the, the hotel, seeing as how he spent a lot of his life there? I don't know. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Could it be the the founder of the hotel or E.E. E. Lucas, who spent a lot of his ho- his life in this hotel, working his way up to owning it? Next, we move to the rooms upstairs. It's not just the common areas of the hotel that have been shrouded in mystery. Some of the rooms themselves have hosted strange sightings as well. In 1993, a man and his wife were staying in room 661, the larger of the two in the tower suites. The man was feeling ill, so his wife opened up the windows thinking the fresh air would do him good. When she left the room, another woman came in and closed the window saying that he needed to stay out of the draft. When the man's wife came back in, she reopened the window and the process repeated for the entire three days that the man was ill. But this couple aren't the only ones who have noticed this woman in 661. Many guests over the years have reported seeing a woman standing over their bed in the room wearing a floral dress. Now, I don't know if this ghost means well or or not because, I mean, trying to keep this guy from being cold while he's sick is a nice thing, but then standing over uh, somebody while they're sleeping is just plain creepy. And it says they like they would like people to kind of chime in, I'm assuming, because it says mystery or history. There is no doubt that the hotel has played host to a series of colorful characters over the years. Two presidents, the unsinkable Molly Brown, who also has her house here in Denver that you can visit, who, which is also haunted, um, so they say. Uh, and a string 
of notorious gangsters have all stayed at the hotel at one time or another. Between the hotel's long and varied past as a stint and its stint as a naval hospital, there is no doubt that guests and soldiers alike have passed on within these walls. But have some of them lingered on until this day? We're not here to tell you whether the stories bear any truth, just to pass them on. Maybe think of them as entertaining anecdotes brought on by strange noises, sights you'd expect to see in a century-old building. Or maybe you think there's more than to it than just that. Either way, you'll have to come see for yourself. I wish that there was there was this paranormal group who went there um, not too long ago. I think last year around October. And I had a chance to go to this hotel, but it was in the middle of Rona and all of that. And I didn't think it would be, I don't know, you wouldn't have as much fun when you're, when you're um, forced to kind of stay apart and wear masks and not interact. So I passed on that. Hopefully, maybe by the end of this year or next year, I can go and maybe see if it's haunted for myself. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you guys kind of know how I am uh, when it comes to these sort of things. I am kind of a skeptic. Well, I believe in the subject, but I, I am more skeptical when it's just a noise that you can kind of brush off or when you have an explanation to it. I'm not quick to jump and say it's a ghost unless I see like a full-bodied apparition kind of walk through the wall or a lady in a floral dress standing over me. And if I go to push them away, it just goes through. That would that would that would definitely let me know that's a ghost. But you guys should let me know what you think of the Hotel Colorado. Um, I know it's very short. It's just me. I the week kind of passed me by, and I really wanted to get something out for you guys. So I thought, why not share this haunted hotel that isn't the Stanley? Um, that isn't one of these famous haunted locations here in Colorado. I brought you, you know, Cheeseman Park. Um, I live next to a cemetery that's also supposedly haunted. So I might actually go and roam around there at night, see what I can catch for you guys. But yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode of Induce Fear. I know it was really short, just a little, little bit of history and mystery from the Hotel Colorado. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. These simple little ghost stories. Sometimes they're the best ones. And again, let me know in the comments what you guys think. If you want to send in your own stories, by the way, because I forgot to say this on the YouTube portion, you can send in your stories or whatever you want to do. If you want to come on the show, email inducedfearpod at gmail.com or uh Hit me up on Instagram at Induce Fear Podcast, Facebook at Induce Fear Podcast, TikTok at Induced Fear, and Twitter at Fear underscore Induced. And I'll get back to you as quick as I can. And if you want to come on the show, just let me know. I'd be happy to have you come on the show and tell your stories yourself. I love getting people's raw emotions when they're telling their own stories. So thank you all for sticking with me on this short episode of Induced Fear. And don't forget to ask questions and face your fears. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Induced Fear. Oh, oh, and don't forget to like, comment, share, 
and subscribe. All the YouTube nonsense. Hit the dumb little bell. And yeah, bye folks.